Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason on Inside Sources. Well, as we continue the conversation today, of course, uh, we have the ongoing fight. Now, the president's laid out his budget. We'll see what the Republicans do to counter that, where the negotiations will begin now that the pieces are on the table. Uh, It's been more uh, political posturing than anything. And, of course, one of the things looming in the background uh, is, of course, the debt ceiling battle, uh, which is heating up and which will hit sometime in June, July or August or maybe September, depending on how the the dollars and cents roll in. Uh, The one thing we want to do and the the one thing we always appreciate with uh, Caitlin Emma is that she helps us understand we don't need to pull out the panic button. Uh, this has not happened. It is not going to happen in a great piece in Politico. Uh, looking at the debt machine, time uh, time machine, excuse me, for the debt limit and what we can actually learn about what we're likely to see in the coming months based on the last 10, yes, 10 <laughs> big fights over the debt limit. And uh, Caitlin, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so let's let's get a little historical perspective here. One, the United States has never defaulted. Uh, we've never, you know, we've always had the full faith and credit. We've, we've had a few brushes where we've gotten close, uh, but we've never gone over the cliff there, so to speak. Uh, and so give us some of the lessons going back. Some of these were so fascinating to me to go back. I was like, oh, yeah, I was in the middle. I saw that one. And uh, and yet we're here we are uh, a whole lot of trillions of dollars deeper in debt. But uh, we're still talking about what happens if we don't pay our debt. <laughs> Right. It was it was kind of, uh, you know, as you mentioned, it's kind of fascinating to put it together and, and sort of go back at the time, because when you're in the middle of one of these standoffs, you know, covering one of these standoffs, you know, it feels like the most dramatic, um, consequential thing. But then you look back and you go, oh, my gosh, you know, 2018 was crazy or 2011 was crazy. So basically, you know, this is a fight that Congress has um, every few years and the dynamics are always a little bit different. But, you know, looking back on the past, um, 10 fights, uh, my colleague Jen Schultes and I kind of saw three common themes. Um, you know, the first was that House Republicans, I mean, even when they have like really big majorities in the House, uh, they still have always needed help from Democrats to act on the debt limit. Um, there are always going to be, you know, fiscal conservatives in the party who say they're not going to raise the debt limit, you know, no matter what's on the table. Right. So there's always been that sort of bipartisan, bipartisan element there. For House Republicans. Uh, a second related to House Republicans is that, you know, anytime House conservatives have made fiscal demands like they're doing now, uh, they tend to fail. <laughs> so basically, we're sort of seeing the same dynamic now where conservatives are rallying around spending cuts that they haven't detailed. You know, time keeps marching on. We're getting closer to sort of breaching the debt ceiling. That could be another situation where, you know, a lot of this uh, doesn't ultimately materialize. And third, uh, in a lot of these situations, especially when the White House has, um, you know, refused to negotiate up front, Senate Republicans have often come in with a bipartisan fix. So I don't think it would all be surprising to see somebody like, you know, Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell come in at the end of this and, you know, sort of step in and, and try to make things happen at the last minute. But, you know, that's all very speculative. We're months away from anything really like that happening yet. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, why throw away a good potential crisis? And I don't know someone someone in the naming department's going to have to have to figure out what to call this one because we've gone fiscal cliffs and Armageddon's, and I'm not sure which one we're down to now. Uh, but you you pointed out a couple of really interesting uh, things, Caitlin. And again, just going through your your political piece, uh, 
there was actually the the one period. So first, if we just get perspective, over the last thirteen years, we've gone from about twelve trillion in debt to over thirty one, almost thirty two trillion. So that's a lot of trillions in a pretty short window. Uh, but we actually had one period where the answer to the debt ceiling was was kind of a Mardi Gras. Was like you know we'll just suspend the debt limit for a while and and see what happens. Yeah, so there are actually two actions that can be taken on the debt limit. Um, you know, I think a, a, some of that nuance gets lost a lot of the time when you are uh, writing about these issues. But basically, what Congress can do outright is raise it to a certain amount. So, you know, this time we could have um, Congress say, like, okay, we're going to raise it from, you know, $32 trillion to $36 trillion or something. Like, right off of that, they set a number, they set a new cap. The other action that um, Congress has often taken is suspending the debt limit, which, you know, essentially they just say, okay, we're going to, like, waive this and not worry about it until a certain point in the future. And when we get to that point in the future, then the debt limit will automatically be reinstated. So that usually is, um, you know, kind of like a path of least resistance. Like, sometimes it's a little more palatable to just not put a number on it because that can be, like – you know, kind of used as like a political weapon by, right. you know, maybe Republicans against Democrats saying like, well, Democrats set the debt at this number. Sometimes it's a little bit easier to say like, you know what, we're not going to worry about the debt limit for the next two years. We'll come back to it in another <laughs> two years and it will just automatically reset itself. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's so interesting to see how that played out in, in some of those waiver periods uh, you know, some of them were were quite small. It was only a you know a few seven hundred billion in new debt added uh, during the suspension. Others you have upwards of one point five, one point seven trillion uh, added to it during that suspension period. Uh, and as you as you look at it, as you look at it moving forward, you know, will this be another Mitch McConnell moment? Uh, will this be an opportunity for someone to to stand up and say, well, let's let's have a different kind of negotiation about it, or do you think we end up kind of where we've been over the last 13 years and that we we push it to the end to where everyone starts to get a little bit uncomfortable uh, with what might happen. And, and then you just kind of do a, a either a straight a debt ceiling increase or even a suspension. I think we're in sort of one of those scenarios, again, where we're seeing that, you know, the White House is refusing to negotiate up front. They're just saying we're not even going to entertain um, you know, spending cuts or any kind of huge fiscal reforms, like we are only going to push, you know, an outright raising of the debt ceiling and Republicans can get on board with that. Um, that strategy has worked in the past. You know, we've seen um, uh, in in the 
look back that we put together, we've seen basically Speaker Boehner having to fold in the past and just, you know, go back to his conference and say, okay, we're just going to have to, like, you know, vote for an outright raising of the debt ceiling. And, you know, Speaker Boehner doesn't have enough votes to do that. He gets help from, you know, Democrats in the House, and it makes its way through Congress. So that could absolutely be where we end up, where we get to a point where it's like, you know, this is uh, these spending concessions are clearly not happening um, for House Republicans. Something's going to fall, like something has to happen. And maybe you see House Democrats, you know, stepping up and joining with some more moderate House Republicans to, you know, pass a debt ceiling measure through the House. You know, again, who really knows? You could absolutely see Mitch McConnell come in and negotiate some sort of bipartisan compromise. We still have many months left to go before we're actually in a real um, dangerous spot with the debt limit. And that can, you know, uh, be light years in congressional time. So exactly. any number of factors could change. <laughs> That's right. It, it, it's the uh, it's the ultimate dilemma in Catch-22 of it moves like molasses and we're light years away, right, in just a couple of months. That's amazing how right. that, that all rolls. Caitlin Emma uh, covers the federal budget and congressional spending bills on Capitol Hill for Politico. It is a great piece. It's worth going back to read. Uh, the historical perspective is is really important for us to keep in mind, and you can put your panic button away. Uh, things are things are going to get taken care of in the end. Caitlin Emma, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, so some really important things there from from Caitlin. Uh, if you go back and look at all of these battles over the last thirteen years, ten different major fights over raising the debt ceiling, and very little change has happened. Uh, sometimes they just raise it by a number. So we can raise it by a few trillion or they just suspend it, which, you know what, I'd love to do that. Just kind of have a Mardi Gras on my own spending and just do whatever I want for a while and not worry about it and then come back and say, okay, now we'll take it serious again. Uh, And that's the problem. Uh, The thing I wish would happen from both sides of the aisle is to say we can't keep doing this because that is going to inflict great suffering on our children and our grandchildren uh, because this is not going away with a congressional magic wand. All right, we'll step aside for some bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back.